Are you ready, Rod? I'm ready. Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Change Room with Rod and Leslie. As you know, if you're a longtime listener, this is a podcast in which we like to take big, giant, juicy, meaty topics and break them down into teeny tiny little bite-sized chunks, all in an effort to help ourselves and hopefully some of you through the process of change. We're obsessed with change. We love it. We talk about it all the time and uh, we hope you kind of dig it too. And so it felt right this week, given that September the 30th is the very first uh, National Day for Truth and Reconciliation, a statutory holiday in Canada. It felt right this week, right, Rod, to focus yes. on truth and reconciliation. So we're going to do that a couple different ways in our conversation today. The first is for the first time ever, we're going to do a land acknowledgement. And I'm going to do it based on the city of Toronto. I'm in the city of Toronto right now. And so we know that some of you may be in different places. And so you may have your own land acknowledgement. You can even use the Googles and find it. It's pretty easy. Um, But to get us started, let's start with the Toronto land acknowledgement. We acknowledge that the land we are meeting on is the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabeg, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat peoples, and is now home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit, and Métis peoples. We also acknowledge that Toronto is covered by Treaty 13 with the Mississaugas of the Credit. So, yeah, that's kind of our first little step. And I think we're going to try and do this every week, aren't we, Rod? Of trying Mm -hmm. to just bring in our own learning, what we're reading, what we're trying to do, and why maybe some of this, it feels a little bit awkward for the two of us to talk about this in some ways. What do you you want to add into the mix as we get started? Yeah, I think, well, there's... A lot to cover. I think the I you just said it right now. It it is awkward for for us. I think maybe that that's a barrier to um, the decades and decades and centuries of of conversations that should have been had but haven't been had, and that's because people like mm-hmm. us are awkward about having them. Um, the uh, I had a question around the the land acknowledgement. So um, mm-hmm. it is some. First of all, that's one of probably the the secret strategy. Whoever had the idea of like we should do these land acknowledgments, I don't know if they appreciated uh, how much that has influenced people like in our society to to pay attention to and be aware of indigenous rights and and topics. Um, Just by the fact that we do these acknowledgments, we seem to do them a lot more in meetings, but I don't. Not too often if I'm in meeting friends or small meetings. Like, is is there a a guideline that we should use? Like, how many listeners, how many downloads of the podcast do we need to have to say, like, okay, right. we should be right. doing a land acknowledgement? Now's the time. <laughs> Now's the threshold. Well, the, the threshold that I heard um, from someone I know who I work, who I work with sort of on the periphery, she suggested this week that if you're in a meeting of 15 people or more, then it's appropriate to do a land acknowledgement, no matter what the meeting is, not just like, I think we do them at big fancy events. And, you know, kickoffs of big meetings where we know it's more than 100 people. I think that that is now part of where we work the culture. 
But I think it is a it is a whole new way of thinking about it that any time you have 15 or more people, even if it's a regularly scheduled every week you have this meeting kind of a gig, that it's important to do a land acknowledgement. And I'd never thought of it that way before. And so that's why we'd like to start doing it on this podcast is fingers, toes and eyeballs crossed. There are more more than 15 of you out there joining us every week and listening in to what we're talking about when it comes to change. So, yeah, I'd never thought of it that way. But as soon as she said it, I thought, yeah, we can do that. Like, Mm -hmm. that is an easy action to take that just calls Mm -hmm. focused attention, even for just 30 seconds, one minute, focused attention Mm -hmm. to truth and reconciliation. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's good. It's a good. Thanks for uh, doing that for us today. Welcome. So you're welcome. Um, oh, and also, can I tell you one other yes, part yes, of yes. what this wonderful person said? And I don't know how she'd feel about being named. So I might ask her and then maybe we put it in the show notes or mm-hmm. something like that. She's quite a remarkable uh, person. So uh, she also said that sometimes we may feel awkward about getting the pronunciation right. And her take was, uh, don't worry about it. Like there are so many dialects across all of the indigenous people's languages um, uh, uh, everywhere that it doesn't it doesn't matter. It really is the gesture. I mean, you can look for pronunciation. Most most websites will also give you proper pronunciation, but don't worry about it if you mess it up. It's Mm -hmm. it really is the gesture and the idea behind it that matters more than anything else, which also was a bit of a relief because, you know, mm-hmm. we don't, none of us want to make a mess of something like that. If, if our, if our intent True. is genuinely to honor the culture, then you don't want to mess it up. But she said, don't worry, read yeah. the pronunciation, but then just go be you. And if you make a mistake, don't worry about it. Yeah. Which was a relief. Yeah. Good. So I so one of the goals I think for this podcast today is is building awareness of mm-hmm. the truth and reconciliation. Um, I'll say report and actions and so so here's here's a test for you. <laughs> Put you on the spot. <gasps> get to embarrass We're you. Starting with a get, test. How exciting! Okay, so. Um, more, when, we're what, stopping recording if I get it wrong. No, we're not. No, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> when, when was the Truth and Reconciliation, Re- Reconciliation Report issued? What year? Oh, gosh. Um, 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 I know there are 94 of them. Mm-hmm. I know we sort of recommitted to it in 2015. But I don't know when it first. I feel like it was the '90s. No, you, okay. So, I'm, I didn't know either. I'm just reading it from the website, which is part of what we're trying to correct here. But it was yes, 2015, indeed. and part was, of why we feel awkward talking about it. I know this is uh, right. This is where it kind of leads to. Is the is this is the awkwardness live, my friends? Like you're feeling our, the awkward live. We're trying to push ourselves out of our own ignorance. Yes, yes, uh, yes. But so it, it was 2015. Um, you're right. It actually does say 2015 Prime Minister reiterated the government's commitment to implement the recommendations of the commission. But the commission wasn't from the from the 80s or 90s. Um, it was in 
so it began in 2007, and between 2007 and 2015, they did the work. So eight years consultation. Oh, okay. And and I believe it was issued in 2015 in June. There here it is in June 2015. But 94 that makes sense because I know that there were like residential schools even in the 90s. Which I think for a lot of people who think, you know, may think that, oh, that's a thing of ages past, 50s and 60s, uh, you know, um, no, mm-hmm. this is definitely in our lifetime, definitely in our oh, lifetime is, that yeah. residential schools are. And, and there are still a disproportionate number of uh, Indigenous people's children in um, foster care and, you know, still being taken from the home, essentially. It may not look like a residential school, yeah, but it's, you know, still in the foster care system. Yes, yeah. Okay, some more trivia for you. Not trivia, but, like, facts here. Okay, so okay. are you aware of, uh, it was in the news a lot, um, Edgar, Edgerton Ryerson? Uh, yes. Are you with that name? So he's a credited for designing or like mapping out the the residential school system generally like ballpark when was that like how long ago did they well it had to i mm, i'm gonna say 30s or 40s 1930s 1940s so way longer his report was 1847 so this he was been... also very anti-women. As I've read more about him, he seems like yeah. kind of like a general jerk. Um, yeah. I'm surprised his name landed lasted as long as it did on um, on the on the university. This is the problem, though. I think Rod, when we ignore history, when we don't, yes. you know, like point. where it feels so awkward, and so we just kind of go about living our lives because it all just feels so awkward. Mm-hmm. And when you read stuff like that, it's so uh, like, it's so shocking and heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can't ignore it, you know? Yeah. Or at least I have got to try not to, we've got to try not to because yes. yeah, he was like an all round. It would seem now horrible person. I know. I, I like I, it blows. I mean, I have these debates with my, primarily my daughter. She's um, social justice warrior, and I do sometimes. I, like and when you look back in the past and the history, and, and you judge historical fig- figures, there's there is something about like okay, do you, do you judge them by the standard of their time or our time, and. Mm. And that's notwithstanding the the general like human implications of these things that they're figuring out. But like I I just can't even it just it just represents to me how even the, the culture and society that we're from had racist beliefs ingrained into into the mm-hmm. what they thought and um and as much as we don't like it makes us uncomfortable to think that that that's our heritage really it truly is no truly truly the other the other i've been i've been um trying to learn more about language and how oppressive language can be and like i'm a i'm a total language nerd like i i i am i I just i find language so interesting 
And one of the words that this young woman, I'm going to use her first name so I don't just keep saying young woman, this person, mm-hmm. Crystal, who spoke at an event last week, um, that she said is the word savage. And apparently mm-hmm. all the kids are saying, oh, that's so savage or something. Like it's part of mm-hmm. the nomenclature right now. And she said, you have no idea how harmful and hurtful that word is mm. uh, to indigenous peoples. And I thought, you know, it, it's, it's, it's statements like that, that really just get you thinking, mm-hmm. what other language am I using that is maybe hurtful and harmful? Because I do think in today's culture, we have to hold ourselves to a higher standard. And all we can do is look at those people in the past that just make us hold our nose with disgust mm-hmm. is, okay, am I doing everything I can to try to make sure that I am part of getting rid of that mm-hmm. thinking, mindset, belief system, whatever it is, you know? Yeah. But I think there are lots of words too that are more hurtful than we can imagine. Yeah. I. That's right. And the, um, I mean, it, it connects to other um, like Black Lives Matter movement uh, yeah, and, it, and it's more even there. It's more than the the words of um, you know the well known words that are are very hurtful. Right, right. But then it's it's like there's these perhaps the underlying beliefs of of just stuff that we've grown up with that we're not even aware of and how it influences how we think of um, you know think of the topic. I don't even know what word to. This is how why it's awkward for us. It's like I don't even know what words to. to yeah, label no, we it. should. No, I don't want to. Want it. No, let's just not. Because th- this is it is awkward. We are going to have our friend Paul Haig back again. He'll be the only guest we've ever had here come twice. But yeah. we do really want to bring somebody who is an expert. Um, I don't know that he would call himself that. He might he might balk at that uh, mm-hmm. at that name, but who at least has some experience, personal experience with all mm-hmm. of this because I think that um we'll both feel better when we're talking to somebody who has experience in the community mm-hmm. and um you know, it's not just us speculating or thinking or what have we read or sort mm-hmm. of the intellectual knowing versus the the lived experience knowing. So Yeah. yeah. We will have Paul come back. Yes. Which I think will be helpful. Yes. Now, I, I, I would like to... This, so there there are 94 recommendations. Mm-hmm. And um, originally I had this thought, oh, let's go through the 94 recommendations. But that was a little bit ambitious. It would be a four-day podcast. Yeah. Yes. But how about some of them? Um, like, I, I'm actually looking for... As we talk, I know you had the, the different ones listed. I, I wanted to see what the first one was. It's about child wel- welfare. Is that right? Which I just honestly, when I read it, because um, I, I did go through them, and you guys know I'm not a big preparation girl, but this time it just, you know, it it would have felt completely disingenuous to talk about Truth and Reconciliation, mm-hmm. the National Truth, Truth and Reconciliation Day without having read them. And it just struck me that the first five actually are all about child welfare. Wow. And that simultaneously breaks my heart and gives me hope. What was your reaction? Like when you when you hear that the first five or, you know, you sort of bring to the forefront of your memory that the fir- first five are about child welfare. You know, my, my, fir- my reaction is, is that so we're 
as a society, Canadian society, we're taking in and, and grasping with uh, heavy news like that has come out this year around unmarked graves yeah. of kids. There is some, there is some kind of uh, solace that it, it, when you say, oh, well, that was in the past in your mind. Oh, that was the 1960s. That was a long time ago. So when I, and, and yes, residential schools were around until the 90s, and that makes it a little bit scarier. But then when you see like the number one recommendation are things that you're like, oh, this is actually it, uh, still a big thing now. And well, that, and there's a whole separate section on missing children and burial information. Yes. Like child welfare is just like modern day. What do we need to do to make sure children are taken care of? Mm-hmm. And then there's a whole separate section to your point. Sorry, mm-hmm. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah. I just was getting. No, it's true. And that, I mean, to that section where they do talk like that's the other. So the, the you know, uh, I think I'm not alone. I'd say like, oh wow, what a surprise that these uh, bear these there was unmarked graves. No surprise to anybody. It's in the damn. It's right. in this report. Right. Like yeah. <laughs> they're saying, like we know yeah. these are there, and and I actually remember hearing the news uh, stories about this where they were interviewing people and they're like, yeah, we can, we knew it was always there, and that it just it again it. Um, if, if we have our own call to action is this for ourselves not to be blind to the and ignorant to this reality which is with us now yeah I was in the same boat as you Rod when I first heard about it in the news I thought how can this be like mm-hmm. how can this be just disgust and dismay and da da but like surprise mixed into that mm-hmm. and then like you say the more you heard about it on the news and actually heard indigenous leaders from across Canada speak they they all said well we're not there's nothing surprising in this for us we're just it's sad i mean it's heartbreaking and horrifying mm-hmm. but it's not surprising and and you know, I think that's again back to that awkwardness. It's awkward to admit that you're surprised. It's mm-hmm. right, like it just. Yeah, that's right. I don't know. All right, so the last, the very last recommendation. What's recommendation ninety four? Just to. Oh, isn't that is that that's the one? And I will confess, I do have the website up. I do not have these memorized. So please, if you're listening and you haven't <laughs> read you these, did, don't feel like Rod part and part I have done part. like all this memorization work. But part of like I, I honestly just want to keep this open on my laptop and keep referring back to it. So know. you know, once a week at least, I'm going and reading something. But I think the, the it, towards the end, I think it's pretty cool that it focuses on newcomers to Canada being educated. Yes. Yeah. On indigenous experiences as well. Yeah. And uh, I just think I, I just I think that that's wonderful. And and to think that and I mean, as someone who took I mean, I didn't I didn't become a Canadian citizen until 1991. Mm. Um, born in England and like, I, you know, until I really started to want to vote and, and exercise my voice. I, it never even occurred to me. And I could vote locally, but you can't vote federally anyway. So uh, to, to the idea of in the in the oath of citizenship to add an acknowledgement um, to Indigenous peoples, I think mm-hmm. is a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, that I, I, I think it's kind of cool that it ends with that. There's sort of a historic, there's an historical component um, to all of this. But then there is a looking forward 
Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. how do we make a difference? For my, the my reaction when I read that, I was like, I thought it was going to say, because so, so my wife was French and did the oath, which is, so you, you doing the oath at, you know, 91 when you were like 14 or. Don't or tell my math, Roderick. Do not tell my math. <laughs> Settle down. <laughs> Settle down. <laughs> the, uh, when you did that, but you're from England, so you might, you might not have like thought too much about swearing to, to bear true allegiance to her majesty queen elizabeth ii queen of canada yeah <laughs> but even me when i saw that i was like what i didn't even realize that part i was hoping they could also like cross that out. i was like or if you don't really want to then you could just swear allegiance to canada i i do find that even you know, marks me this which is of course our system i shouldn't be too surprised and, and I'm not surprised, but it's it just feels out of touch to how I how I experience being it's a Canadian probably, is not that yes like yes. Other yeah. than a governor general, uh, we don't really have a lot of right now connection back to no. British yeah. royalty. I mean, that's even for the sure. governor general is just um, well, that's a different topic. It's British formality. Well, for for the first time ever, right now we have an indigenous governor general. That's yes. pretty cool. Yes. That also yes. gives me hope. Yes. Very true. So there's I also I can't go go yeah. go say what you were going to say. No, I was going to say that there there are a number of recommendations around apologies. Church yes. apologies in particular. So that's another thing. I thought we, I read in the news this weekend that that some part of the Catholic Church did apologize. Some bishops did just apologize. I thought that just happened, but I could be, yeah. uh, you know, in dreamland and just. No, I saw that too, which was, I mean, it's a step. But so that, again, this report out in 2015, I guess it's taken us six years to to get into it. So when they, they were calling this summer for the Pope to apologize, um, yes. it wasn't a new, so as much as I thought it was maybe a in the moment thing, it wasn't at all. It's, it's number 58. And interestingly enough, it says, so we call on the Pope to issue an apology. I'll skip forward. And then it's like, we call for that apology to be similar to a 2010 apology issued to Irish victims of abuse. And to occur within one year of the issuing of this report, to be delivered by the Pope in Canada. That's they're very specific. A lot of these recommendations yes. do not give a timeline, but this one does. And of course, it was not met. Well, I think it speaks to how important it is, right? Like how um, for it to have that much specificity tells me that that is a really important one. Mm hmm. Yes. And I, yeah, we probably shouldn't get into religion on this podcast, but I, I you know, mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It's the, as part of the healing uh, process, the apology and the recognition, I mean, because with the apology is the recognition of what happened, like from, from those who were involved. Yeah, I think the part that I don't understand is if it's if that type of apology has been provided for other cultures, right? Mm -hmm. If it's if it's been done for Irish abuse sufferers, why not? Yeah. Right, like I, 
I don't know, parts of this, I'm just, I'm, I'm still kind of, and again, I think this is part of the challenge of why it's so awkward is because it's, it's so hard to read. And it's stuff that for me, at least I read it and think, how are we not, hasn't that happened? Aren't we doing Mm -hmm. that? Isn't that fixed? Yeah. And so, you know, having one's eyes wide blinking open at how many, how you know, how many problems there still are and, and mm-hmm. how little of this has really been addressed. One of them, the business and reconciliation one that is about, you know, sort of making sure that businesses are making spaces mm-hmm. for Indigenous peoples and culture and whatever. The, the government's response is, we don't own that one. And I'm thinking, do better. You know, yeah. like, just do better. Yeah, That's yeah. such a cop-out. Like, bus- government and business works together so, it's so closely. True. Because even, like, There the is whole- no way that they can't influence that. Come on, oh, put your yeah. change hats on, people, and influence that. Get with it. Come yeah. on. Yeah. I mean, the, the so the, the September 30th, it's a federal holiday for mm-hmm. February. So it's not a holiday for everybody. If you're, not, like... In Ontario, it's not an official holiday, for example. But if you're a federally regulated company, it is. It's like Remembrance Day. Um, yes. But that's, so there you go. Like, the there's the f- government was able to say to at least federal workplaces, regulated workplaces, yeah, you need to take the time and reflect and mark this. So, the, yeah, they totally, you're right. Like, they have, it's such a cop-out to say, uh, <laughs> it's so true that it is. Over to you, like, business. It's like five words. Come we on. don't own this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not our problem. Not our problem. Maybe if they'd made more progress on the other 93, we'd be like, yeah, okay, fine. Like, sure, yeah, business, yeah. over to you to help solve it. But when it doesn't feel like even there's a, you know, an, an, a big amount of progress on mm-hmm. the other 93 it does feel like a cop-out the other one that i just want to acknowledge rod um and i know that we're sort of getting close to what is normally our time on this podcast but mm-hmm. is um the missing and murdered indigenous women mm-hmm. and i i like obviously as a woman and i i i've i've listened to a lot of stories i've followed a lot of and I, that is just truly heartbreaking how mm-hmm. um missing and murdered indigenous women it's almost like these women are treated like chattel like it doesn't matter if they go Mm -hmm. missing it's not a focus it's not a it's not treated in the same way as if uh, a young blonde blue-eyed girl were to go missing and i i think a lot of um other cultures like folks in the bipoc community would say that that's their lived experience yeah but the data around the number of young indigenous women who uh, and girls who go missing and who are, you know, clearly murdered. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hard to imagine anything else having happened to them, but mm-hmm. abused and murdered. It's just, it's really, it's really heartbreaking. It is. It, 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 it so truly is. I can remember, you know, there's moments in life where you're, you're like, I remember where I was when I first heard that. Yeah. For me, I, th- there's two moments um, related to this where I, I can remember when I was listening to, to the radio it was like in the 2000s I was in the Canadian Tire parking lot at uh, Davenport <laughs> or Young and uh, Davenport Church yeah I know yeah. the one you mean yeah yeah where church anyways and 
they it was they were talking about uh missing indigenous women it was in bc and then how like how basically for years there was stuff being brought to the attention of the police and they just yeah and then at, and then the the de- the detectives themselves were i think one was being interviewed and it was like this realization of what they hadn't been doing and when they started to act when they did like a some small amount of work they were able to uh find the murderer of like many women yep. and it was it's just terrible the other for some reason i i guess i listened to this stuff in the car and then when i arrive where i'm going i just sit and keep listening to it the other I, we were on a trip in quebec when i first heard about residential schools and and again at the time yeah. i was like oh my gosh this is like a uncovered uh, mystery that people didn't know about in the past yes for, for me it was like no one ever had no idea that this occurred but it was the um they were talking about actually i think the government had uh acknowledged the responsibility when they first apologized in the two, again in, back in the 2000s there's probably a whole story for a time for us to talk about rod why it's hard sometimes for people to apologize mm-hmm. because like i just i don't understand people not like i don't understand a government not apologizing to people for this mm-hmm. or a police force or a whomever it is I, I don't understand the hesitancy and like fine they don't want to be sued fine but that's I'm not going to swear, but I almost did run, Mm. but we keep this podcast PG, but I mean, that is malarkey. That's what I'm going to say. That's malarkey that, you know, that, uh, that it's because of some legal ramification that they won't apologize. But I like, yeah, an apology is just, it's fundamental in the, in this, like, I don't know. Yeah. There is a topic in apologizing. I know people who really have a hard time with it. So maybe we'll, maybe we'll, maybe we'll dive into apologizing mm-hmm. uh, someday, but. That's a good Canadian, uh, like we truly can have a good conversation around. Yes, it. yes, yeah. yes. And yeah. it's not just like the offhand, off the cuff, oh, I'm sorry, like a real juicy, deep, I mean it apology and the mm-hmm. power that that holds within it. There's a transformative power. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's maybe we close today with a with a genuine in a in a very Canadian way, with an apology for I'm gonna anyway I don't want to speak mm-hmm. for you Rod but apologize for my own the ignorance I've had in the past the lack of self education mm-hmm. to say that it ju- it wasn't covered in school and therefore I didn't know about it is not good enough I don't think and I want to apologize for that lack of my mm-hmm. own internal drive to go and learn more and. I just want to commit to trying to do better and it'll be baby steps and I have a lot to learn, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I wholeheartedly can share and apologize as well. It is, it is very much, it's the, um, ignoring neighbors and the, you know, co-citizens and neighbors and in, in our society yeah. and, and, and turning a blind eye to, to that just because um for i don't know it's easy to do it was the the convenient yeah. it 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 didn't allowed me not to challenge or having any uncomfortable thoughts and whatever with myself so and it really is a that's a poor excuse to why we, we haven't paid attention to this up until now 
but now we can make a difference and we will. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cause we always have to end on a message of hope. We mm -hmm. always have to end on a, on a, on a message of hope, Rod. That's what we do. Yes. I'm so glad we talked about this today. I was so nervous. I really was feeling so awkward. I felt like we, there's no way we can do this topic justice and there's no way that we ha even have a right to talk about it, but it felt good to talk to you about this today. So thank yeah, you. I did. Thank you too. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Bye everyone. Bye.